2: Good afternoon, welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on this bright summery day. My name is Lydia Cruz.
0: I'm Justin Stiefel.
2: And I'm Maura Dooley. And it's a big weekend for Heritage Distilling, isn't it, Justin? I mean, every weekend I feel like I can say that because you guys have so much going on, which is great to hear. But uh, this weekend in particular, kind of special.
0: Yeah, this is a big deal. This is our long-anticipated opening of the Distillery and Tasting Room on Capitol Hill. And we opened yesterday, and we're in the middle of Capitol Hill Block Party, which is a big three-day mm-hmm music and festival and party and food thing and over 100,000 people clogged the streets for that three days mm-hmm. and so we happen to you know push very hard to try and open and uh, we're just thrilled to be there it's a beautiful 2,500 square foot facility huge cast club lots of tables lots of bars you can come in get samples get some mini cocktails and then talk to our staff and uh, get everything you need to make great cocktails at home and we'll sell you everything and off you go
2: yeah it's perfect. I mean, if you are there for the festival i'll I'll be around the weekend for to listen to some great music, but also to drop in. Heritage Distilling, people can get in on the ground floor of the Cast Club right now. This is a good time, right?
0: Yeah, we've started pre-selling uh, some of the slots, and so those are gone. And But we have several hundred openings available, so uh, there's there's time to get in and get your membership. And the beauty of the membership in the Cast Club is you obviously get to custom age your own spirits, whiskey, gin, or vodka. When it's ready, based on the flavor profile you like, we will custom bottle it, custom labeled, custom proofed. And uh, you also get 20% off anything else we do. And uh, we have tons of tickets and other giveaways for Casco members. We're constantly putting emails out to Casco members, offering them tickets to different concerts and art festivals, music festivals, sporting events, and so on. So it's a great opportunity to get involved.
2: Very cool. Meanwhile, what is going on in the news this week?
0: Well, in the news, we're going to post this uh, on Facebook, but there's this very cool distillery in Mexico uh, where they let you sleep in tequila barrel-shaped Rooms. (laughs) Rooms. <laughs> pretty cool. Now, uh, I don't know if anybody has been over to Cave B Winery over near Quincy, near the gorge uh, in Central Washington. Uh, they've got beautiful hotel rooms that are gonna put out all throughout the winery, and in this case, the the video and the the uh, pictures look pretty incredible. Uh, you get to go tour the distillery in Mexico, sample the tequila they're making, and then when you're done, don't worry about Uber. Just go to your room, which is shaped like a tequila barrel.
3: (laughs) So it will look familiar to you at that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you may wake up wondering, where the hell am I? But you're in a tequila barrel, so it's good. (laughs) That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Also up, uh, and there's always this talk about what's authentic, what is fake, what is counterfeit. And uh, this is from the Daily Mail. And in France, they found 10 million bottles of cheap, low-grade Spanish rosé that had been... Uh, labeled and disguised as authentic French wine. And uh, 10 million bottles is a lot of bottles. Yeah. This was a very well-organized effort, a uh, large-scale criminal enterprise. And uh, the Spanish rosé, if sold in bulk, would run for about 40 cents a liter compared to 75 to $0.90 cents for authentic French rosé. So it's half the price. And uh, they're falsely labeled as French vintages from 2016 and 2017. And uh, they call this the Frenchification of mm-hmm. Spanish wine. And they found 743 establishments that uh, have purchased this wine and were attempting to pass it on as authentic French wine.
2: So, that's a long-term malpractice. I mean... I always think of the people, the agents that are that are uh, like tracking this type of prime.
0: Well, if there's one thing in France that they take more <laughs> yeah. seriously than almost anything, True. it's wine. Yes, and the sanctity of the wine, the sanctity of their brand, and what it means to the culture and history of France. So, um, you know, it'd be like here coming in in, in Seattle area finding 10 million bottles of uh, fake. Uh, Starbucks Frappuccino mm-hmm. on the shelves, you know.
2: Can't do that. No, you can't. <laughs> can't do that.
0: No, no. So, uh, if you are uh, traveling to France this summer and someone offers you really cheap French rosé, uh, you may not be getting the real thing.
2: Yeah, maybe pay a little bit more. That's that's the that's the time to do it.
0: That's right. That's right. And uh, finally, <clears throat> something we talked about a few months ago: Pizza Hut, uh, along with other. Uh, Fast food locations have been experimenting with beer delivery. We know that consumers are eating more at home. Uh, They're picking up food from the restaurants to take out and go. Uh, The restaurants then lose a significant amount of money on the checks because people aren't buying beer, wine, or cocktails at those restaurants. And of course, Pizza Hut sells beer. And so they have expanded their beer delivery experiment. Uh, They were test driving beer delivery to uh, within 100 locations in Arizona and California. And now they've launched Uh, The program is six months old. They're going to put one in uh, Phoenix, and they're adding all around Phoenix, and the uh, Miller Coors is now a partner in this uh, along with Anheuser-Busch. Pizza Hut has 6,300 stores in the U.S. 1,700 of them have liquor licenses, and uh, they're hiring 14,000 workers by the end of uh, the quarter to be able to make deliveries of beer. And, of course, Pizza Hut is... Owned by Yum Brands, which also owns Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell.
2: Well, also if this if this cuts down if uh this cuts down on you know driving or drinking related incidents, I think it's great too because the, it's coming to you as opposed to you going out uh, and making any poor decisions to go get uh, said beer. So
3: I would think football season would would be a yeah. great season for them to add all these extra employees and
2: and really see it thrive. Exactly.
0: Totally, absolutely. And it just follows the trend of what we're seeing, which is, of course, Amazon and uh, other retailers are are doing alcohol delivery now, just like other grocery items. And uh, some of the uh, app-based third-party delivery services we've discussed, like Drizzly uh, and Minibar and others. So this is now Pizza Hut. And what I want to know is, you know, we talked about Taco Bell getting liquor licenses to serve margaritas and other Mm -hmm. cocktails in Taco Mm -hmm. Bell. Taco Bell does not do delivery. Uh, so in some of those locations where you see the co-branded, co-located Pizza Huts and Taco Bells and oh, maybe yeah. uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I wonder if they're going to start to consolidate delivery so you could get any of those items delivered, tacos, chicken, or pizza.
2: Wow, that could be yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Well, if you grew up in the local Seattle Pacific Northwest area, then you probably have heard of Pearl Jam. You probably have one or two of their albums. That's a given. What's not a given, you might not know about all the work that they've done in the community uh, and they're doing through their charitable efforts. Well, Pearl Jam's home shows, they're right around the corner, two of the biggest concert tickets in the Seattle area. And we'll explain how Pearl Jam's charity, Vitology, is working in partnership with Heritage Distilling and how you can get involved. It's all next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast of Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, if you have grown up in the Northwest, then you probably know Pearl Jam very well. There are probably a couple of albums in your collection. Maybe like me, you've listened to 10 on repeat over and over again several times. Pearl Jam, a huge name here in the Seattle area. And they've got two amazing home shows coming up, uh, August 8th and August 10th. In the meantime, Justin, can you explain some of the great work that Heritage Distilling is partnering up with Pearl Jam to do.
0: Yeah, so we were honored, the Vitology Foundation, Pearl Jam's foundation, they approached us to work on a special product to launch specifically around these home shows. As folks know, the home shows were designed by the band to help raise money and awareness on how to directly reduce and positively impact some of the the homeless issues that we're facing in Seattle. I'm going now to the Pearl Jam website Uh, I'm going to read directly from it. Uh, The home shows will be our first Seattle concerts in five years. Most of us grew up here. Over the past 28 years the city of Seattle's population has grown by 40%. The region's homelessness population is now the third largest in the country, with over 12,000 people living without shelter on any one night, and this is not a number to be proud of. The band goes on to say these shows are about shining a spotlight on the problem and solutions to homelessness in our hometown and joining a growing list of businesses, individuals, government agencies, and foundations who are collaborating to tackle the biggest public health crisis to hit our community in recent history. And so they've put together an amazing Who's who of the business community in the region, including Starbucks, uh, the Seattle Mariners, the Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle Sounders, the Storm the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Nordstrom's, uh, Tom Douglas and the Tom Douglas Restaurants, Microsoft, Expedia, uh, our friends over at KISW 99.9 The Rock. Uh, We at Heritage selling our partners, Boeing has signed on. They also approached Georgetown Brewing in Soto to make a special run of uh, limited edition beer release for the home shows. So as part of our effort, we developed a special labeling run of our most popular product, BSB, brown sugar bourbon, and uh, we just got the labels this week. And the labels are just outstanding. Mm-hmm. The bottle is amazing. The The whole package just stands out and captures uh, the essence of the branding that the band has put around the concerts. And we're very excited. We're very humbled. We're honored. And we started doing pre-sales of these bottles. We're, we only have 10,000 bottles max that we can make. And within the first week, we sold almost 3,000 of these bottles just wow. in the first week or so. Wow. Uh, and the momentum is, is ramping up. And we are Uh, We're charging $35 a bottle. Uh, You can get them on our webpage through the Pearl Jam uh, Home Show's storefront on their webpage or in any of our Washington tasting rooms. And uh, of that $35 a bottle, we at Heritage are donating $20 to the Biotology Foundation for this effort.
3: Not a lot of charities donate that much. That's really nice.
0: Yeah, so if we sell all 10,000 bottles, we will write a check for $200,000. Oh for my this gosh. Effort.
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And we're just, I mean, we're just so excited. And the response from the community has been tremendous. And again, you know, we're just honored to be part of it. We're very excited.
2: Well, that's one of the things I love most about living in the Pacific Northwest and having uh, lived here my entire life is this uh, the strength of the community and how they really seem to rally around. Uh, each other and and great causes
0: well and you know the entrepreneurial spirit in the northwest goes back to the original mining days the timber days the fishing days pre-statehood all the way to the railroad days and uh, tacoma steel and building a tacoma dome building the king dome of course boeing microsoft we're surrounded by literally hundreds of thousands of people that are very smart and when given a challenge focus their energies on finding real solutions. This is one of the bedrock uh, communities in the country where people really come up with answers to problems. And this is one of those problems that uh, kind of have a, has a soft underbelly. You can't just like turn a switch on on and off. You've got to figure out the multiple issues that are feeding into what is one problem that we collectively call homelessness. Yeah. And, uh, this, this city is going to find a way to address this, I think, in a positive and cost-effective way, hopefully.
2: Well, one way that you can participate is by buying tickets to the home shows August 8th and August 10th, and also by uh, picking up a bottle of the limited edition BSB. How do people do that?
0: Well, if they go to heritagedistilling.com, and uh, you'll see on the top of the page there uh, you're going to see the link to buy right now they're pre-order only because they'll be available the first week of august for shipping or pickup but by pre-ordering now you reserve your spot and we tell people buy two you might want to open one and drink one <laughs> and the other one you might want to keep on your shelf that's as a momentum because thing I was it gonna, may not come back
3: i was gonna say you may want to buy a different one to drink because that, that's a pretty cool commemorative bottle
0: yeah and you know in our tasting rooms and on our webpage, the regular BSB label is thirty dollars. So, us having a new label, higher level of packaging, and only charging thirty-five bucks while we're donating twenty to the foundation—it's it's a good all-around, fair, balanced approach.
3: Very cool. Awesome. I'm assuming you guys will be out at the shows, too?
0: Yeah, we're going to be at the shows. Um, you know, hopefully we can present a big check at the appropriate time and, uh, you know, help support the cause. And if people don't want to go online to buy the bottles, uh, they can go to any one of our tasting rooms in Gig Harbor, uh, Roslyn, Washington, Ballard, Washington, uh, Seattle, and now uh, Capitol Hill in Seattle.
2: That's perfect. Are you guys going to enjoy the home shows while, while you're at it?
0: No, I'm not gonna have a good time at all. I'm just gonna go and work. <laughs>
2: that no. sounds so
3: I much
0: won- like you. I won't you. have fun.
2: <laughs> is there is there a particular song that you are wanting or anxious to hear?
0: No, I think that the uh, you know the whole ten album is what we were all originally exposed to, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a mass market scale, uh, and then they begin to uh, evolve, and the the repertoire they have is so broad, and yet. It's always the core sound that brings you back and even without hearing Eddie Better's vocals, you can tell by the, the way the guitars are tuned and the way the drums are played that this is a Pearl Jam song. And that's just the classic sound they have. So I'm I'm just excited to go experience the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I mean not having shows in the area in five years seems like a it seems like a really long time. So it tells you Uh, that's even more special, them getting together for this cause.
0: Yeah, and this is a good run-up for them because they announced last year that they're going to be setting up an artist-in-residence program at the Key Arena once those renovations are done. So they would presumably be having more regular shows throughout the year.
2: I forgot about that. That's right. Something else to look forward to. They're so iconic around here.
3: I actually have a friend who's a photographer and was just asked to do a photo shoot at the Edgewater because you know how they have a yeah. Beatles room there. Yeah. Because the Beatles, tra- yeah. they, they created a Pearl Jam room at the Edgewater. Oh, that's too. perfect. Oh, that's
0: awesome. If you are traveling through SeaTac Airport, uh, there's a whole in between the. It's I think it's in the new C. of oh, the the new E concourse. Uh, it's the whole collection of Pearl Jam artwork, memorabilia, and uh, posters, and it's right near the Delta. Sky Lounge.
3: Well, another favorite in the local Seattle scene is the Albert Lee Appliance Bite of Seattle Food Festival, and it's going on this weekend. Jennifer Forsman joins us to talk about it next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. I'm Mora Dooley with Justin Stiefel, and joining us right now is Jennifer Forsman, of the Albert Lee Appliance Bite of Seattle Food Festival. It's Seattle's original food and beverage showcase featuring 60 plus restaurants and pop up vendors, craft beer and cider tasting, and over 90 bands. And Heritage Distilling is going to be out there as well. It got started yesterday, but you can head down there today and tomorrow, and it's at the Seattle Center. Jennifer, how are you today?
4: I'm good.
3: Can you tell us how many years has the Bite of Seattle event been going on?
4: We are in the 37th year of the Bite of Seattle. Wow.
0: Amazing. <laughs> and every year, food options in Seattle get better and better.
4: We just hope to keep growing in the future. How many people does this event usually draw? Throughout the weekend, approximately 450,000. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>
4: Wow, and lots of families, right? Yeah, there's so many of them. It's just a great area out here at the Seattle Center. What about pets? Are pets welcome? You know, we like to discourage people from bringing their pets just because of all the food. But, I mean, it is a public park. Um, we just hope that people, if they do bring their dogs, are just careful with them and try to keep them out of the food court area. Yeah. <laughs> Service makes- dogs are more than welcome, of course.
3: And like Justin said, the food scene here just keeps growing and growing. So there's, I'm sure there's just more and more vendors added every year. Definitely. What are some of the restaurants that are involved right now?
4: So we have our premier restaurant showcase called The Alley which uh we have six different restaurants throughout each day and some of the restaurants that will be here this weekend are Den Tai Fun, Gather Kitchen and Bar, Saltie's on Alki, Noqualmi Ice Cream and more. For $20 a plate, you get six large bites and a water bottle.
3: Awesome. So it's, it's a free admission to the actual event, but then you can you can get that to get kind of a package deal, right?
4: Yeah, you can. Um, it's a free community event. Everyone can come out, bring the family, and just come out and enjoy the food.
3: Nice. And as far as beer, wine, cocktails, what do you have going on for that this week?
4: We have the craft beer and cider tasting in the Fisher Pavilion and then several outdoor beer gardens.
3: And Justin, Heritage is going to be out there. What are you guys serving up at Bite of Seattle?
0: Well, we've been partners now for a few years, and we're honored to be back again this year. And uh, it's hopefully the weather's nice, so we'll have some vodka cocktails uh, ready to pour and also a, a fan favorite of BSB.
3: Nice. Did I hear something about a, a pineapple?
0: I think they're serving our pineapple upside-down cake cocktail, which is uh, BSB, orange juice, pineapple juice, and a cherry. And on a hot day, it's amazing.
3: Yeah, that sounds perfect for a hot weekend. (laughs) I will be checking that out for sure. Jennifer, what other things do you have going on? There's music there as well, right? What other events are going on?
4: We have over 90 live entertainment acts on different stages, as well as the Bite Cooks, which is presented by Uber Eats and Albert Lee Appliance. It's where local chefs from around the area come and participate in cooking demonstrations as well as mystery ingredient cook offs We also have the family fun zone as well as several other things for people to come out and enjoy.
0: What's the thing that you are most excited about this year?
4: I don't know. I'm excited for everything. The alley food looks delicious this year. We have the munchies at the mural, which is open late on Monday night. There's going to be the free bite movie Friday night as well at 8.30 p.m., which is a league of their own this year, which is one of my favorite movies.
0: And it's timely because Mariners are coming back into baseball this weekend.
4: Yeah, I'm excited to watch them.
3: Yeah, they'll be back home for 12 out of their next 15 games. So that's a good stretch to get out there to the ballpark. It can get pretty crowded for events like this around the Seattle Center, Jennifer. Do you guys have advice for people heading down there this weekend?
4: Yeah, there are several different ways to get to the Seattle Center, whether it's through Metro Service with King County Transportation, using the monorail, if people do choose to drive or carpool, there's lots of parking around the Seattle, uh, specifically the Seattle Center parking garage, or people can bike, walk. Um, there's just lots of different ways.
0: Anything that Uber is doing to support this, uh, to get people there and out?
4: Yeah, Uber um, is definitely very popular here in the Seattle area, and anyone who uses Uber, there's several drop-off locations around the Seattle Center.
3: And where can people go to purchase those, the the tickets you were talking about?
4: For the Alley, tickets can be purchased on site at the Bite of Seattle, as well as the craft beer and cider tasting. Tickets can also be purchased on site.
3: Are there any specific bands? I know there's a lot of music going on that you're looking forward to seeing this weekend.
4: Yeah, there are lots of different bands. We have jazz, rock, country, and tons of tribute bands. Sounds
3: so fun. I know... I was there during one of my radio internships once, so I was out there all day. And the the food smells coming from every direction were so overwhelming, I couldn't decide where I wanted to eat first.
4: (laughs) Yeah, there's just, there's so many options. I mean, coming for one day definitely isn't enough.
3: Well, I will definitely have to head down there. Justin, are you and Jennifer going to be down there or just some, some heritage representatives?
0: We will. You know, we opened our Capitol Hill location yesterday, so we're hanging out in town and uh, looking to uh, experience some of the new food vendors that to be there and just enjoy the weather. And uh, thankful that the community has supported this event for now almost 40 years. That's an amazing run.
3: Yeah, and it's like we said, it it draws so many people. I can't believe you said almost 450,000 over the weekend, but it's a nice big space, and it's, it's a beautiful place to hang
4: out. Yeah, looking up, seeing the space needle wherever you are it's really it's really fun.
0: If people want more information, where should they go to get it?
4: You can check out the Bite of Seattle website at www.biteofseattle.com or here at the Bite of Seattle we will have tons of programs which will have more information on everything offered here at the Bite.
3: All right, Jennifer, we usually kind of put people on the spot towards the end of the interview here and ask if you were throwing a cocktail party and you invited us what's one of your favorite drinks that you might serve
4: oh man I don't know um, you were talking about the brown sugar bourbon upside down pineapple fleshy and that honestly to me just sounds like the best thing for this like summer something new I haven't had it before so I'm going to have to try it
0: well it's pretty popular you might have to wait in line but uh, we, we can get you one <laughs>
4: I'll, I'll do what it takes
0: all right <laughs> awesome. you might have to
3: skip Jennifer to the front of the line Justin
0: that's it yeah, yeah. well that, that's easy <laughs>
4: Give me the VIP.
0: That's right. That's right.
3: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. Uh, One more time, can you tell everyone where they can find more information on the Albert Lee Appliance Bite of Seattle?
4: Yeah, it is www.biteofseattle.com. Or again, if you come to the Seattle Center this weekend, you can check out the programs, which we have tons of them.
3: So if you make it out to Bite of Seattle today, come say hi. If not, head down there tomorrow.
0: And if you plan to consume alcoholic beverages on site, plan ahead of time and maybe uh, ride share, take an Uber, and that way you can get home safely afterwards.
3: Coming up next, we have a new top five list from our friend distiller, Dane, and we have a cocktail recipe that's actually a popsicle. Your inner child would love this. It's made with root beer. Stay tuned. That's coming up next on Cast Club Radio. Club Radio. Lydia Cruz, Justin Stiefel, and Maura Dooley here in studio with you.
2: Right now, a very a familiar voice, a familiar friend. We're joined by Distiller Dane, who has got a brand new top five for us. Dane, what's up?
1: Not too much. How's everyone doing? Good.
2: Enjoying, Enjoying all this... the weather. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, this heat wave's been coming through. It's been it's been really nice, actually.
2: I agree. So hopefully there's maybe one or two things to do outside on your on your list this week. What's up for the first one?
1: All right. Number one on my list is probably one of my favorite local music festivals, and that is Capitol Hill Block Party, mm-hmm. which is actually going on right now as we speak. Um, a nice three-day festival, which I believe has five stages now. I've been going for a number of years. Still one-day pass is available for tomorrow, which I'm going to head over to to also catch Father John Misty on the main stage. I don't know if you guys like them or not.
2: Nice, yeah.
1: Um, One of my favorite stages to definitely check out during the festival is the cha-cha stage, which is downstairs in the cha-cha. They always got lots of good local music, and they usually got some specials running on Tecate down there that you can't miss.
2: Oh, good to
3: know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tecate. It's
3: a good summer beer.
1: Yeah. Maybe one of the best
0: beer deals inside the music
2: festival
0: so definitely check it (laughs) out uh, except for people who smuggle their own in which we do not recommend no no (laughs) (laughs) i do not recommend (laughs)
1: that either i think they've been cracking. number two on on your list
0: (laughs) yeah number two uh number two
1: i know the wu-tang clan has kind of made it onto the show a couple times but one of the members of the wu-tang clan also known as the jizza or the genius um (laughs) he has a big interest in science and if you didn't know, he's actually done some guest talks and lectures at both Harvard and MIT. No big deal. Um, but he had a show that I believe actually started on Red Bull TV, but it just got picked up on Netflix. And it's called Liquid Science, which is a playoff one of his albums called Liquid Swords. And it's a small series that basically he kind of just travels around um, and talks about the wonders of science. And he goes and meets scientists and innovators that are doing new things that to- Essentially change the world.
2: That's pretty cool. It's really That's cool, actually. Awesome.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know yeah, I shared I with Dan a couple it, yeah. weeks ago. I found this video online of the politician in Australia who dropped eight Wu Tang. References in the span of a six-minute speech, and uh, the video had him giving the speech and then cutting to the Wu-Tang uh, videos, and uh, Dane got a big kick out of that.
2: Oh yeah, I would vote for that person if I could. Me too.
1: <laughs> it was a it was a great video, and he was so nonchalant about the whole thing that I don't think anyone in there actually picked up on it. So it was very funny no. to watch. <laughs> All right. Number three on Bane's top five. Number three, this is great for the hot sunny days we've been having. It's actually a new lawn game that my friends and I have been playing. It's available at quite a few stores and online. You can find it. It's called Cubs, K-U-B-B-S. Mm. Have you guys heard of this before? No. No. I've never seen it before. But um, it's basically set up on kind of a big square, kind of the size of like a badminton court, I guess you could say. And the main goal is to knock over wooden blocks by throwing kind of wooden batons at them. And the main goal is to knock over the cubs, they call them, um, the blocks of your opposing opponents. And then there's a large king they put in the middle. So you knock over all your cubs on the other side, and then you knock over the king in the middle to essentially win the game. There's just certain ways you kind of have to throw it. It's kind of like horseshoes, so precision is key, which makes it very fun and very difficult at the same time. And once you actually knock over an opponent's cub, they actually have to throw it before they go again, and they have to knock it over on the other side before they can continue to hit the rest of there so it can get very intense and it can also be enjoyed while drinking an adult beverage
2: wow it sounds kind of like lawn bowling meets i don't even know
0: well a lot of people say it's kind of like a mix of bowling and horseshoes put together
2: oh okay i like it
0: so like the geniuses who created jenga these people have convinced you to buy blocks of wood at the grocery (laughs) store to play a game outdoors with. <laughs> if, you, if you know some woodworkers, they could probably make you a set pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, when I was a kid, uh, we actually had the original lawn darts with the big 8-inch uh, long... Dark on the front with the three plastic fins, and you would throw them up uh, to try and get them in a hole. They're now illegal. We did not play with uh, blocks of wood, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll give Cubs a shot. Maybe, yeah. maybe take some pictures of <laughs> playing Cubs this weekend and post them.
1: Maybe we'll get a little Cats Club radio tournament going. Yes! There love you go. it. There you go. All right, number four. All right, number four. Some of you may experience I hope you don't, but with the hot weather, it is also spider season,
0: Yikes. and
1: I'll get it clear I'm not a fan of spider. Spider season is not the number four on my list, but however the best weapon to use against spiders in your house is, and the one that I've come across is the Swiffer. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have weapons of your choice, but the long stick, it can do different angles, so you can get it on the ceiling, the wall, and it allows you to also be about six feet away from the spider while you're trying to destroy it.
2: Which is important, the Swiffer yes. does
1: not
0: work with tarantulas, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well,
3: hopefully you don't have those. Yeah, if you yeah, got exactly. a tarantula,
0: that's a whole other problem. Yeah, you're going you to differ. get out of there. <laughs> All right, number five. Uh,
1: number five, my drink of choice right now in these hot summer days to cool off, um, besides the gin and tonic, of course, is an Aperol Spritz. Mm. Now, I know you guys have had these before. Mm-hmm.
0: For those listening at home, lay it on us.
1: All right. So you're going to start out with a tall wine glass. Traditionally, you're going to fill it with ice, and you're going to add Prosecco or any kind of sparkling wine, Aperol, and soda water. Most people garnish with an orange wedge, but I like to do an orange wedge and a green olive.
0: And Aperol is an orange-color, orange-flavored liqueur that comes out of Italy. It's very popular over there and uh, happens to be owned by our friends at Grupo Campari.
3: Sounds delightful. yeah.
0: And it is very refreshing on the hot days. Perfect. And you put a fresh orange slice in, just like you would with uh, a good glass.
2: Well, Dane, thank you so much. Your top five had, had a little bit of everything, you know? Had, like, uh, music, good, good things to drink, lawn games. Practical Arachnids. stuff, spider killing. Yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: it's yep. perfect. Yeah. All right, Dane, back to work. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Dane. Dane. Thanks. Bye.
2: So, if Aperol Spritz uh, are maybe not your drink of choice or you want to make another one for the hot weather, Justin, this week's cocktail recipe sounds pretty delicious.
0: It is. These are our BSB root beer popsicles. <laughs> uh, we put this on social media and Instagram and it blew up and it got tens of thousands of views. Uh, in the span of just about 48 hours. So here's how you make it. This is, you gotta plan ahead. Um, This is the batch style recipe. Got to give yourself several hours. Here it goes. Two cups of root beer. Uh, The better quality root beer, the better it'll it'll turn out. A one third cup of our BSB brown sugar bourbon and a squeeze of lemon. That's it. Three ingredients, root beer, BSB, and a little fresh lemon. Put all the ingredients into a pitcher, stir thoroughly, do not shake. Pour it into popsicle molds and freeze for eight hours. And then, uh, like you would with the old school popsicles when you're a kid, run the molds under warm water and be good to go.
3: So awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah, they're great. They're tremendous. And um, if you want to have another twist on it, you can have root beer floats. Great quality vanilla ice cream, a little bit of root beer, and then put one of these BSB root beer popsicles upside down on the float as a garnish.
2: Oh, wow, that sounds been killer. hot enough
3: that those sound yeah. really, really awesome. Well, yeah.
2: if you want to check out this recipe and or uh, post your photo so that we can share and see more of these, uh, as always, you can check out heritagedistilling.com for the recipe and follow along uh, with Heritage Distilling on all social media platforms.
0: That's right. You can also email us at Radio at HeritageDetailing.com, find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, please also rate us on iTunes.
2: Perfect. Make sure to get your Pearl Jam BSB, too, before it runs out. You don't want to miss out on that limited edition bottle.
0: That's right. And uh, come visit us at the new Capitol Hill location, which is uh, 1201 10th, right near the Silver Cloud Hotel.
2: It's pretty cool. Well, uh, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week.
0: Cheers. Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling, part of Cairo Weekends on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Check us
1: out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask
0: Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM.